Exactly. And that's the thing. We want it to be a community. That's We want basically Schema to be the central hub of human creativity, uh, especially in the brainstorming phase. Uh, that's why the domain name, .eco, uh, we picked it for ecosystem because we want Schema to be sort of in the middle of no code where people come to exchange ideas, if you like. And then from there, branch out into any tools or you know, whatever they use to finalize their decisions. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow. No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I have lost everything twice. And now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get from experts and other makers the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. My guest today is Dimitris Karavias. From Greece to Edinburgh to London, back to Greece, Dimitris is the founder of Schema, where he partnered with the superstar in the no-code community, Sako, to build a platform where makers can create mock-ups and share their ideas with the world. Dimitris, how are you today? Hey, Abdulaziz. I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, really looking forward to this one today. Me too, actually. I'm super excited. And first, to give a bit of background, can mm-hmm. you share your life story so that the readers feel they know, I mean, the listeners feel they know you more? What is the story of Dimitris that we know <laughs> and love today? So... It all starts on Naxos Island in Greece, where I was um, raised. I lived there for the first 17 years of my life, uh, then left, studied one year in Greece before, as you said, uh, moving to Edinburgh, uh, where I graduated in software engineering and artificial intelligence, then worked in a slightly different area, uh, quality assurance, um, in a number of roles, um, and that was a really interesting one because you get to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, you know, you familiarize a lot with the source of many problems and hopefully learn how to avoid them in the future. And while in London, um, this idea came up for um, maybe starting a startup, which is where we are today. And the idea of how this came to be <laughs> is um, another story on its own. It started very differently as a mobile app maker. That's the very first idea um, I started working on. And while trying to prototype it in Webflow, I realized how hard that was. And that's when, as you said, I got Sako on board. 
you know, when you when you talk openly with people who have a good understanding of an area and a lot of experience, uh, usually very interesting stuff comes up. And what started as a mobile app maker ended up being uh, the schema we have today, which right now is a Webflow prototype made and designed by Sako. And we're starting to work on the engineering side of it to make the actual MVP um, early in 2021. It's actually exciting. And let's begin <laughs> really with even very, very, very basic things. Mm -hmm. What does schema do? Right. Like, as Einstein you know, says, if you understand something very well, Mm -hmm. You can explain it so that even a five years old or your <laughs> grandmother can understand it. So what is Schema? Schema is a platform where you can design your website layout in seconds or just clone one in like three seconds. Uh, import that to your favorite uh, website builder. So that could be Webflow, Babu. We're still uh, working on that side. And uh, with that as your foundation, start building your website. That's the very initial stage of it in a nutshell. But uh, I think today we're going to talk about all the ideas we have with SAC about how far we can take this approach. I love that. And let's focus more on the benefits to clarify mm -hmm. them. And yeah. I will ask, you know, many questions. Some of them will Please seem do. very basic. Other ones might seem to be a bit like, I'm against the idea, but it's because I try first to kill an idea. Mm -hmm. And if it survives, then it's worth spending effort to make the marketing great, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So the first thing, why would people want to clone or create a website using your, own, your schema before importing it to Webflow or any other software? Because... It's largely down to the interface. When you're working with Webflow, uh, your options are either start with a template and then you kind of stack with whatever someone else made or start from scratch, which means, especially for an inexperienced user, spending hours aligning every button, header, section, piece of content before you even start going into you know, the details um, of the website. So that's okay. First I will part. challenge something. Okay. I will challenge something yeah. because makers are tinkerers, mm -hmm. and some of them would love those hours of tinkering to build something, even if they're new. So, to challenge, mm -hmm. is that really a problem? Like, did you meet people, hear people, read people complaining about that situation? So, first of all, I totally agree. Some people will always love tinkering with anything but um, to give you an analogy with um, you know actual coding software engineering there are people who are interested in you know how the compiler works getting right into the details of you know the computer hardware if you like but most people stay away from it for convenience because it's faster to use the tools you have so likewise in no code you do have um, great tools like Webflow, like Bubble, but there is too much time spent for most people's preferences, at least, in this initial stage of creating the layout and iterating very fast on it. And about, you know, you asked about people who've had this problem. Uh, the two main 
people I know, of course, are the founders, Sako and myself. Um, you know, personally, that was exactly why I came to Sako, which was I just couldn't get started and move fast enough in, in Webflow the way things were. And then talking to other people, you know, it, it's a, a common reaction, the one you just gave of, okay, but why can't I just use the built-in tools? Yes, you can, but how much time did you spend on it? So that's really... We're just taking one specific part of the process and making it much, much faster. That's what we're all about. Great. So to understand exactly what you do, mm -hmm. they can go online to any website and clone its interface, or they can just move around different buttons and uh, um, you know things mm -hmm. in the screen and build a fully functional uh, website interface that they can import into Webflow or other apps. Did I understand mm -hmm. correctly? Um, well, you can't clone a, a page as is from the web, but you can create it in our platform very fast. You can also clone other people's work. So you can clone anything that other makers have done. We have a, that's the heart of our product is a stream, like a Twitter stream, where everyone's uh, designs appear as they're being made. So we see this as a collective brainstorming tool. You go and you see what, you know, I see what Abdulaziz was making. I take uh, your header. I see someone else's, you know, section of a website. I take that, I combine them all together and make my own site. Great. And can those people put like templates for sale at some price? Because th that can actually add to the value proposition of your app. Or is it, you know, purely a community-based, helpful, good, positive place to be without any commercial intent? Um, well, the business model is a very typical SaaS one. So we're going to have a free tier, uh, which basically only limits things like how many website layouts you can save, but you can access all features. Uh, and then a paid one, which is going to be basically unlimited. But we don't want to charge per transaction, if you like. We want you to pay one flat fee. Every month we improve what we make, you get more value. And also the content uh, is always increasing and improving as the community evolves. And we want that to always be completely open and free. We always want people to come here and just, you know, clone to their heart's content. Great. And, you know, to, to challenge you a little bit, I hear a bit mm -hmm. of contradiction. You're speaking okay. about the community and people clone into their hard content mm -hmm. and there is a stream of all the creative ideas. Those people tend to not think about time as uh, an expense in the same way that other people like business people or entrepreneurs and those wouldn't care about the same things. So what I see right now is that there is uh, a divide, mm -hmm. a kind of trying to reach two different pockets in the market, which will dilute the message. So let's think first, what is more valuable to you and meaningful to save time or to have that sense of community where people clone to their heart's content? I'm not sure why I'm, those... I'm not saying you have. I'm not saying you have to choose one or the other, but let's yeah. say... You know, you had the B two B. So if you if you wanted to make it absolutely clear, because I am I I can hear that you're gonna say I'm not sure these are contradictory or mm -hmm. opposite, but let's say 
uh, a corporation. They want to use this because they want to save time mm -hmm. and they want to prototype very, very fast because they're creating like every day 10 yeah. different MVPs. Mm -hmm. while another person is like a designer and they're using it to design and to show all the their work and they don't need as much speed as the others although they would appreciate it so we're we're going for people buy when they have a real big need not a nice to have so that's what i'm going after mm -hmm. okay um i don't see however a difference in the needs to be clear, we are targeting people who are the, currently the heartbeat of no-code. So this is, you know, individuals, freelancers, agencies, smaller groups of people. But I don't think that fundamentally their needs are different from a larger corporation, for example. The ability to iterate fast and not have to redo work as you have to do now, I think that applies to everyone. And uh, specifically for... Uh, let's say a freelancer who charges by the hour, when they have the ability to save, let's say 10 hours a month, if they, they use this tool on a couple of projects, isn't that a worthy investment? Isn't that, at least that's the hypothesis we're making right now is, you know, the time I love it. Save... You're actually doing, you're doing something really, really nice right now that I'm helping you do. Uh -huh. And you're because what you are focusing on is the features everybody needs to iterate fast and save time and then you went to the reason why which is where the heart of marketing is mm -hmm. you said the freelancer if he saves or she 10 hours per month and they charge by the hour that is a worthy investment mm -hmm. and i will say that is one need okay I will tell you how it is in marketing. Okay. It's like you should have a specific message mm -hmm. to different groups within the market. So you can have a landing page that speaks specifically to freelancers or even begin with them as the beta testers. And then another page that speaks directly to the corporate people, other ones to students, for example, other ones to entrepreneur makers, because even if the need is the same, the fact you will say to freelancers or to entrepreneur makers or to corporations will make a huge difference mm -hmm. in your sales. Totally. So let's, okay, let, let's begin with, with a whole other question that will help clarify things. Mm -hmm. Why in the world right now, it's the right time for your product to exist? What changes, I'm not talking small, like, why is no-code prototyping in the way that you're offering relevant and important in December of 2020 and beyond? <laughs> yeah, um, insert uh, obligatory 2020 joke here. <laughs> no-code as a sector is on the rise, of course. I mean, that's why we're having this conversation and I guess uh, why you're interested in it as well. What does no code really offer to the user what is the point of this movement in software i think it's opening the door to more people to create to get started fast it's not true that more people can create necessarily with no code you just learn a programming language you can make whatever you want but the time to do so 
is an investment that many people are not willing to make. It's a skill set that's very hard to master. So no code as a whole lowers that initial investment of time, if you like, to get you making stuff faster. And as we know, in some cases, even validate your idea from a landing page and get traction and then take off from there. So that is okay. True. Okay, that is happening. One one thing which is important, and I don't want to miss it. And I told yeah. you in the beginning, I might seem to be asking basic questions, but I'm mm-hmm. making your brain work in a certain way. Okay. Why is making stuff important now? Wasn't it always? <laughs> um, aren't people because always looking to create something and get something out of their brain and inside in front of the world? That's how I see it. Yes. And, you know, one thing that a lot of makers might make as a mistake is they assume that their buyers are them. And Mm -hmm. if you will do that, uh, there is the curve. It's called the curve of adoption of innovations or of new ideas. And if you're focusing on the pioneers, you will be only limited to 2.4, 2.6 of any market. Yeah. which no code by itself is in the pioneers and early adopters. So exactly. the, the market is still in the small place. So if you're saying, isn't everyone that, but by definition, if you're expecting to have, okay, and, and a totally different thing, how many people would you need to break even? How many users? In... Because you might not care, you know, if you, have, if you need like a small enough uh, pocket of people, then yeah. of course you can... You can be uh, very focused on the pioneers and people who need to put ideas out in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. First of all, we are running very lean to the point that as we are right now, we could be breaking even, uh, I think, with roughly 500 users. So, yeah, we want to, to make something that works very well for this niche of, you know, no code power users, if you like, of the people we... Okay, okay. We, yeah, no code power users. Uh, do you see, like, you mentioned something because earlier you mentioned another thing. You said that people who would have needed to learn a programming language mm-hmm. would, wouldn't even start because it's a bit of too much of a hassle yeah. and it takes too long. And those, if they are power users of no code, they have the drive determination and motivation if they wanted to learn a a programming language to learn it which means uh, because you spoke about the 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 core of no code that you're targeting Mm -hmm. this helps us focus more who are the power users that in the no code community in your opinion in terms of uh, names you mean no in terms of like freelancers Mm -hmm. corporates who, because I'm trying so, to think, if you're going to go lean and focus on a niche market, mm-hmm. it's much, 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 much more effective to begin focused on one specific kind exactly. and then let that kind of person refer others and therefore you will have a stronger uh, level mm-hmm. of marketing at a cheaper price. If you had $1 million to spend on ads, I would say, of course, go ag- for everyone. Mm-hmm. But you need to break even at a smaller scale and focus on cheap kind of referral marketing, word of mouth. So yeah. let's focus to you. Who are the power users that will benefit the most and are most relevant to schema? 
So that set of users, which is also the users we have the most personal uh, contact with. <laughs> one, one way of putting it is if you go to the Webflow um, showcase and see the top, uh, top featured projects there, you can get an idea. It's people who really know the ins and outs, obviously. It's people who make a living from it, ideally. So again, this is not corporates because th this kind of tool hasn't been adopted there yet. There are yes. no good tools that are geared towards uh, bigger corporations, but that's an entirely different sector compared to the one that we live in, if you like. What um, doesn't change, however, is no matter how experienced you are, the tools in front of you today have restrictions just because of their sheer complexity. So that's yes. all we're solving is removing complexity when you don't need it, and then you import it, import your project into any platform and get all the complexity you want to add the finer details. But this is, this oh. is to put it differently. Uh, you know, the I'm sure you do, the, the concept of thinking fast and thinking slow. On our platform, you think fast. You try things all again and again and again and again because you can do that in seconds. Once you've gone through these iterations, you know, really fast, really easily, without worrying about the tools um, fighting against you sometimes, uh, then you go, export it, put it into Webflow or Bubble, for example, and add in all the details you want thinking slow. So this is, we add the thinking fast part, which I don't think exists in no code the way we would like it to exist. You're awesome, Dimitris. I love the way your brain works. And <laughs> I will keep, you know, being harsh a little bit at first yeah, until we it. get it's, to uh... a point. Because, yes, thank you. Let's, <laughs> let's think this way. Two things. One, power mm -hmm. users probably have all kinds of shortcuts that will make those web flow and everything work smoothly. And you're asking them to mm -hmm. learn a new platform. Can you comment on this? And the second thing, just correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't designers working in a way where they get a sheet uh, of uh, like what they should design exactly and therefore they don't need to do so many iterations and testing of all kinds of radical ideas while that could be more relevant to entrepreneurs who are creating new things in the world so that they can test all kinds of uh, weird ideas to see what gets traction. So th these are the two questions, the one about power users, and mm -hmm. they already are very, very good at using the complicated platform where you're asking them to use something new. So what will they say? And the second is, because you mentioned freelancers as important people, well, don't they just get told what to design and therefore they're not really interested in having many, many vari variations? Uh, no, actually, that's the thing. Uh, from my personal experience in an agency and contracting and freelancing, even if people come asking for very specific things, features, or any, you know, for, for, for a very specific project, it's your expertise that has to guide them. So you know better than your client a lot of the time. And that's what a good designer does. A good designer, a good maker in general, will completely turn around the conversation. And rather than it just being about, um, you know, someone coming to you with, um, with a request on a budget, it becomes a much deeper discussion. And 
for that deeper discussion to happen, you need to be able to make changes on the fly and not be married to one initial idea. Like imagine you're making a website and you just clone the first template that seems to fit the description. Well, then that's it. You've based your project on that. And it's really hard and expensive to go back. Realistically, it's not going to happen. That is really, I think, what um, for most freelancers is the the dilemma that's actually, I think, unpleasant. If you're truly creative, you're stuck between either picking a template and just doing the same thing again with different branding or starting from scratch and the whole thing is just much slower and more painful. So we want to give you the flexibility to choose anything you want. Uh, you know, design okay. to your heart's content. Great. As I said earlier. I, I, <laughs> yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. And to ask you a bit more first, is there a way for you to be able to communicate, contact, and reach those designers at scale, which means in the hundreds and maybe thousands? And second, as you said, you worked in an agency. And for you, I know let's say you are somebody else and mm -hmm. Demetrius came to you and asked you to pay for this service. Mm -hmm. How much money would you be willing? Would you even be willing to pay for this? Or is it nice to have? Because in business, there are like the must haves, yeah. the good to have, and then the nice to have. And what happened if you try to sell the nice to have, mm -hmm. people will, their money will already go to those higher of priorities course. and there will be no more money left yeah. for you. So I'm trying to determine first whether you can reach those people at large enough numbers to pitch or tell them about your product. And the second is, is it really uh, like a need to have in their own perspective, not yours? Mm -hmm. You're creating it. Of course, you, you're paying with it for with time, sweat and tears. <laughs> but as an impartial person, yeah. how much and would you even be willing to pay for it? Um, about the first part, the good thing with the no-code community is it's, um, it's a very nice, tight uh, little space right now. So it's easy to reach out to those key first few hundreds of users, I would say. Um, there's obviously Twitter, there's communities, there's Makerpad, there's no-code founders. Uh, this channel is more specifically for designers. But um, yeah, that's not um, so far. We don't see that as a big issue. To answer the second part, and again, this is my, you know, how I choose if I'm going to use a tool or not. The key question is if the payment I'm making is going to be paid back in multiples through the quality of the service or the time that I'm saving. Yeah, so if we had, you know how many times we've had <laughs> uh, during our brainstorming sessions, how many times we've said, if we had schema working, we could design schema so much faster because <laughs> um, we could, you know, iterate much faster than we are doing right now. So, you know, that's, again, this came, uh, came to life out of a, uh, conversation we had with Sako about the problems we are actually facing um, myself as a founder and very early stage founder and Sako as a no-code maker you know we were really fixated on this problem of low originality or super high effort in order in order to get a website done and we just 
you know, that's a trade-off that you don't have to make, in our opinion. Great. And let's speak about designers specifically. Mm -hmm. What harm is it to them to spend the extra effort making, using the, the, the tools? And, you know, what, if they save that time, where else can they be spending it? Like, would they be getting more clients in that time? Would they be resting so that they get better ideas? Hmm. Like, what would what would designers be doing if they save that effort? And the second thing, is it a real like? Yeah, just tell me like the benefits and the negative thing, the negatives of that time spent and the low or originality mm-hmm. with the benefits of higher originality and faster iteration. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is um, this actually can become a very interesting point. To answer the first part, <laughs> what people do with their time is really up to them. Uh, I just hope they enjoy it. <laughs> um, but about designers more generally, I think because of tools like these coming along and empowering them to be much more um, critical, much more important in the life and the yeah and the entire lifespan of a project, I think the designers and creatives in general are gonna be in this century largely like programmers were in the previous one. This is happening very slowly right now, but I think it's going to snowball. This is regardless, by the way, of the tooling, whether you're using Webflow 100%, whether you're using you know, any kind of tool. The technology that's being made today allows people to bring their ideas to life much, much faster. Um, so that's, that's the general trend that I'm personally really interested in. Um, you know, as I said, okay. One that, thing that, I would uh, like to ask you, since you're really knowledgeable about this, designers first, if they're getting paid by the hour, and in business there is something called the ratchet effect, which means mm-hmm. that they will try to um, get bill. Okay, in this case, it will be they will try to bill as many hours as they could to the client so that they get paid. And for designers, many of them getting new clients is a difficult thing so mm-hmm. to to go since marketing has a lot of psychology and understanding human nature first you said about saving time uh, do you think designers will actually work less number of total hours if they got your product or they will still work slower or work on other things because that will determine what benefits i can speak about you know later on and the second thing, do you think they really wish to spend less hours working on the projects of clients? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if if you're given the option to do something in one hour or in two hours, which one would you choose? And more generally, as I said, what someone... Um, I, I think that this, in general, the the way to look at it is from a buyer's perspective, if you like. So you have a designer who can also make your website. Now, if you want a website made and you can hire one designer to make it instead of maybe one designer and two developers, that's the economic point of no code. 
you know, you hire one person in Webflow as opposed to one designer and one or two front-end developers and maybe even a back-end developer. So this designer is now much more employable because they can offer what would take a team to offer a couple of years ago. I think with any creative, you know, effort, of course, you agree on a number of hours and it's used as a general guideline, but we all know that a lot of the best ideas don't come when you're sitting on your computer or they don't come when you certainly when you're expecting them or planning for them to come. But that's, you know, just human nature. What is the, yes. the economic, however, argument again is that you have one person who can now work and uh, contribute the way a team would do only a few years ago. And that's really what's uh, exciting to me in terms of empowering people to do things that were just too costly to do before. Yes, I love it. And I support that idea 100%. And in schema, Mm -hmm. like, isn't that what people can already do with Webflow and other tools? I mean, um, are you just going to, because you said a designer now can replace a team of a designer and two developers. Can't a designer now just using Webflow achieve this? In general, we're not talking about the hours spent or anything. Yeah, in general, of course. It's happening already, yeah. Okay. What can you do to benefit that designer using Webflow now, who is now replacing a team by adding to their portfolio of tools schema? What would you tell them? The analogy I'm thinking of right now is when email came along, It didn't offer anything new. In fact, you could send less because it didn't support images and, you know, any rich kind of content. So what's the point of having email? You could could send letters just like you could always do. You know, what's, what's the big advantage of having to buy a device that connects to a network and sends email? What's the killer feature of an early email client? Yes, and... For a long time, email was restricted to governments and to universities and to research labs. And we Mm -hmm. don't want schema to be like, unless you really want to only the pioneers and that small sliver of people who want new ideas because they're new ideas. And that's the argument. Mm -hmm. And you're not really interested in making this a bigger company. Then, of course, I will tell you, advertise it as a way to express your creativity mm-hmm. which is an important need but if you want more people we have to find uh, a way where they can think okay this i'm paying xyz amount i am making back five times more this makes sense mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm thinking in that way not okay i'm paying x amount so that i can express my creativity you will get uh, one out of 10 possible buyers. Yeah. So you lose 90% of the people. And I'm trying to not make you lose 90% of the people. So, That's what I'm doing. I mean, first of all, when you're starting, that is a kind of percentage you're looking at. Uh, one thing I actually, this is a good cue for, is that this is not a project that we are doing, uh, you know, looking for a fast exit or to just put on our CV <laughs> Uh, schema for me is something that uh, I expect to be working the next minimum 10, but probably 
20 or more years of my life. We're starting with something very focused so that we can perfect the idea of brainstorming socially really, really fast. Once that starts working, once we assure that we have product market fit in this very narrowly defined area, the possibilities are infinite. Think about software in general. If you can design websites, can, we can then take it one step further to design mobile apps, desktop software, and then really start getting creative. So why not do 3D design? Why not do music? Like the grid we have right now, the grid where you actually make the design, we've already thought as a brainstorming sort of fun activity, how we could use that. And instead of website elements, have musical elements. Uh, do it for video production, any kind of creative work which has a steep learning or steep starting, to be correct, starting curve, uh, we want to try. But that's going to be over the course of years. And for the first probably couple of years, we just want to be really, really zeroed in on understanding how to make a product that can completely streamline and um, make as easy as possible the process of getting your idea, even in a basic form, on the screen. That's what we're starting with. It's not the end game. It's uh, just the opening moves. I love that. And our discussion actually surfaced something. Mm -hmm. So what people will do is they design and they can see a stream of other people's designs, which mm -hmm. can inspire them for them to get ideas they didn't even think about, which exactly. therefore they can design much better and mm -hmm. therefore uh, when they do that they become higher quality designers who can charge more and get a higher reputation in the marketplace and therefore they can succeed much more exactly. financially rather than looking at a limited set of uh, of uh, ways that they and templates and therefore exactly. their limited creativity is limited and they look too much like copycats of other designers mm -hmm. for them to stand out and get the money that they deserve yeah exactly and yeah and I actually built into that is point. the fact that you don't just see them and then go start uh because if you, as you said if you go right now to schema.eco and you start uh scrolling through the stream you can't this is, of course, just a Webflow prototype right now, but when you have it up and running in its uh, final version, you won't just be able to open these uh, layouts and get inspired. Any part of it that you like, you can clone straight into your project. So, so it's not just there for you to see, but also for you to copy and use as your starting point really fast. Yes, and... There is something about humans is ego. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a way for somebody who created any part of the template that people took that they can benefit or get some credit for or get each time people use it, they get some kind of star or yeah. higher rank mm -hmm. in the community? That's actually a really good point. Thanks for bringing it up because that's something we haven't had uh, time to add into the prototype yet. Uh, we definitely want to recognize and celebrate really the top makers, people who really contribute a lot. So 
with first of all the more superfluous you know internet points kind of things like how many times a project has been cloned how many this person's projects have been cloned in total uh, but we also want to have a very open relation with our uh, users and especially the top contributors you know in any community you only have about 10 20 percent of people who are really producing most of the content and you really need to celebrate those people if you are to make a, a thriving community so we have a number of ideas on that we want first of all to definitely be doing things like monthly newsletters in collaboration with uh, users who stand out we want to have these people to know that there's an open line with us at any time you know their suggestions their complaints everything you know Yes. is affecting the product. And you see, we began with iteration, which is yeah. very good, but it's not a sales point. And now we're getting to the heart of the matter. Is it possible to get a kind of, like the top people, first, of course, they need to, although it is vanity, but if people are getting their projects cloned, that they get nothing out of it, they will not be so motivated to contribute as if they see recognition in terms of points and everything. But is there a possibility like for you to the top 1% or the top people to say they are a schema uh, accredited designer or something that they can use and it becomes a brand that mm. the top people will get a stamp they can put on their website the same way that people can put you know, those uh, five stars on yeah. uh, XYZ or whatever. Well, the thing is that that usually is um, used for technologies that are harder to master. So, for example, you have that a lot, of course, in uh, software development where you have, you know, certified developers for all kinds of uh, tools. Schema is very easy to use. So... It's not so much can you use it, anyone can use it, at least that's what we hope. It's rather how much do you use it and how much do you contribute towards other people's ongoing work. So yes. it's so can they do that? Like they put uh, over like they put one thousand two hundred forty one people have mm -hmm. been inspired by my projects, like a exactly, kind of stamp. Yes. Yeah. That comes from your own website. I'm just trying to help you make it like a really compelling, engaging marketing. And imagine this. Okay, it's not you. I come to you. I say, look, Schema can help you iterate so fast your ideas. And when you create a cool idea, it will change people's lives because they will learn how to become better designers. Mm -hmm. And they will see, wow, your ideas are so brilliant and you will get some badge that you can you can put on your Twitter or in your website and whatever, and say over 1,000 people said thank you for your contrib contribution with your creative ideas and design. You'll yeah. be like, okay, th now we're talking. This is cool. This is not just a tool. It becomes yeah. a whole lifestyle thing. Exactly. And that's the thing. We want it to be a community. That's We want basically Schema to be the central hub of human creativity, uh, especially in the brainstorming phase. Uh, that's why the domain name .eco, uh, we picked it for ecosystem because we want schema to be sort of in the middle of no code where people come to exchange ideas, if you like, and then from there branch out into any tools or, you know, whatever they use to 
finalize their decisions. Um, but it's all about this dynamic as we build up the community around it, you know, this, this ability to contribute something and immediately, you know, anything that shows up in the stream, you can see it as it's being made in real time. You can see if someone's cloning it. One thing we also want to add is not just cloning for the sake of it, but how many times this has been used in a real project. Because that's something else, you know, for example, on um, plenty of marketplaces, you can clone a project, but that doesn't mean you actually used it. We want to show you that what you made is out there in the real world offering value to someone. We want to really make people feel that they're contributing something useful because they are. Yes, and I'm just trying to help you because in the brain there is, you know, the, the systems that work, one of them, oxytocin, is very important. Mm -hmm. So the ability to show others that your projects are being used in re real-life projects is a lot of value when it comes to pleasure and fulfillment than only to keeping it to yourself. So I'm trying to show, and I want, I have a question that I will ask this. Yeah. Why are you the right person to create schema? What qualifications or experiences do you have? Hmm. I think um, by far my strongest point is in finding people with huge potential and then letting them free, letting them just create and come up with the most amazing, absurd ideas they can because they have the space to do that. And that's ultimately the story of Schema. I came to Saco with a very specific brief and we completely turned it on its head. And along the way, now we're a team of four and I really believe that I, uh, the one thing I've been doing well so far is giving everyone the vision of what we want to do, this hub of human creativity. But then whether it's um, Andre, our designer, or Thanos, our developer, trust people who know what they're doing to do well. I, uh, that's my most uh, fundamental principle when it comes to uh, team management. I love it. And I'm, I'm speaking more about schema, which I needed to be more personal. No, mm -hmm. like, okay, you said you worked in an agency. So if you yeah. tell me about that is important. And was there a situation in your life where you were not unleashed, you were limited, and then something happened or you made the decision to become that allowed you to unleash your creativity? And mm -hmm. so you have a story about that you can share? Ultimately, that's the story of how I <laughs> ended up here. Yeah, my first couple of jobs were in very corporate environments. So as you can imagine, there was not too much space to unleash anything, really. Moving into Novoda, which was this uh, mobile agency, which is just an amazing place to work at, I felt, I felt for the first time how talented people perform when given freedom. And that was all I needed to see. Even in really difficult projects, you know, we had such a good atmosphere and so much trust in each other because the people that Novoda hired were really all-stars and still are, that that's where I really understood the importance of not only skills, but the freedom to apply them. 
Going I love that. Way. And now we're, we're having a new word. It's not only power users, but all stars. No, no, we'll, <laughs> now, 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 now I have this. Look, the no-code community has a lot of designers. Okay, let's focus on freelancers. Let's make it. There are a lot of freelancers who can be all stars if we unleash their limitations and allow them to uh, create their creative projects when it comes to them very fast and try so many iterations to see in real life mm -hmm. what is working and what is not. And to take things further, when these people are put into a community, it's a multiplying effect where mm -hmm. each new all-star designer that comes 10x's almost the value of the community and each one of them is coming up with new ideas and sharing with the others, fertilizing the creative mind of others, creating many Eureka moments every day. And schema is that place, is that ecosystem where people can actually go to unleash their creativity because they want to be the all-star designer that is inside of them that they know they can be, which happened to you because many, many freelancers have the same problem. They were stuck in the corporate world and that's why they're being freelancers right now because they cannot live in those conditions. But in many ways, when you don't show as a freelancer and freelance designer all the possibilities and the talent that you have because you're limited by technologies and it's too slow, which can make you not put your maximum effort to create the best design you can be rather instead using a template or to show that it takes you much much more with schema you can in seconds create absolutely incredible designs that show your potential to the community and to the market while people will come seek you like Sako said in our interview, and they will pay you the prices that you deserve because you're not just some guy who's trying to be a designer because he cannot find a job, but you have in your soul the ability and the creativity to create something exceptional. And in this community, other all-stars will vote for your projects that you will share and will be inspired from your ideas so that you will get a kind of score that you can show the world that you are the exceptional person that Schema is allowing you to be because the world belongs to creative people who can create ideas. Let's not keep our ideas stuck inside of us. Schema is about one world, freedom. Freedom, given freedom to people who can be all stars so that they can be all stars. And with us, whatever money you pay, you get a lot more because what you get is fast iterations, which means you can create 10 times more ideas fast that you can import into Webflow and other places. And you have that group of people who understand you and it feels like family and you support each other and they give you new ideas and you give them new ideas and they vote for your projects so that you get recognized and you can become the all-star designer who gets paid well so that you will have more money and more time to spend with your family and take that vacation to Greece and be on the beach. While if you are stuck using Webflow, you'll be until next September 
stuck there in Greece. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is, that, is that the tagline? <laughs> uh, did, you, did you just write all that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's what Ryan was calling me. He was calling me the marketing freestyler. And he said, <laughs> how do you come up with this? I told him the story of Picasso, where it was an old woman came to him and said, Mr. Picasso, my, my granddaughter loves you. Can you make on this piece of paper just a drawing? Mm-hmm. And he made a drawing in 60 seconds and gave to her and mm-hmm. said, lady, um, this will cost you $1 million. And she said, oh, Mr. Picasso, how? It, it was just 60 seconds of scribbling. What do you mean? He said, well, my lady, it took me 40 years to be able to do this in 60 exactly. seconds. <laughs> and to me, it took me 15 years to be able to rattle this. And now you have this which means everything. This is like the whole thing. Now you know what to write in your website. You know what to write in your emails. You know what to write in your Twitter. You know what to put in your explanation videos because you need consistency (laughs) in the message. And this is the message, the benefits, the whole thing. And I support your idea and it's absolutely beautiful. I was harsh on you in the beginning, but I need to try to kill it so that bad ideas don't survive. The world doesn't need bad ideas. And this is a good one. You were not harsh enough. Like we've really, really tried systematically to kill every part no, of it. No, I noticed you are no, Actually, let me, let me tell you about this because this is really important. We okay. very intentionally tried to kill and in most cases succeeded every part of this platform and of this original idea until we were only left with what couldn't be removed anymore. If the mission is to create a place for free and open creativity, then with that as the mission, we tried to remove, you know, we wrote down 100 ideas. We killed 90, probably 97 of them. And the, the couple of really strong ones that survived of all of this process are what schema is right now. So we are at a point where we're still obviously validating everything and the approach, which means that we're open to killing the remaining couple of ideas or at least replacing them with something better. Uh, but um, yeah, we put a lot of effort into trying to kill it, so you'll have Great. to go a bit harder next time. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you came to be with this. If you came with uh, an earlier version, probably I would have needed to go much, much harder. And to tell you, really, I mean, like whatever is written on the website or not, you know that uh, schema stands for unleashing creativity Mm. it stands for freedom it stands for community so those are the three values and exactly like you have that that thing which is valuable to designers Mm. is like i said when if they are spending all their time designing they don't have time to be with their family or living actually all they're doing is sitting in front of the screen and that is valuable they will pay for that i'm just speaking because and the second thing is to be with the like-minded people, other people that understand them. That is valuable. Most people in the world feel misunderstood. Yeah. Another thing is uh, to get inspired and cross-fertilize from other ideas that makes them a better designer. And the fact that they can show how many uh, times their work was used in real-life mm-hmm. projects, that can get them to be the designers who get paid well rather than those chasing clients and the clients is ignoring them and they don't respond to their emails 
So that's pain right there that you're fixing. And this is real value. Yeah. And the thing is, actually, um, with regards to the messaging, because you've touched upon it quite a few times, and it's by far the clearest feedback we've had is that it's not clear enough right now. I mean, the, the actual copy on the website. So that is what yes. we're working on. Um, and probably by the time that this conversation is published, I think that um, our text is going to be quite a bit different because I think what we've done actually on the website is be a bit too open, open-ended in our descriptions. We talk about creativity in general, about projects, um, because really the end goal is something that's way beyond web design. But the reality is that the company and the product it offers is going to be all about web design for the first couple of years. So we really need to narrow down our focus there and go. I think now our, our whole um, messaging needs to go through another uh, arena like the product did until we cut off everything that's not you know, what this product does today, which is website designs really fast in a collaborative environment. I love it. I hope and I'm pretty sure that this was a very valuable one hour of your time. And I'm sure when you go back to your team, you'll have many things to discuss with them and to brainstorm. It was really an honor and a privilege to have you today here, Dimitris. Same here. Thanks really for, uh, for this conversation, not just for reaching out, but also for uh, being candid and making this, you know, interesting and uh, a bit challenging, which is definitely far more exciting to be <laughs> to be in. So I look forward to hearing um, the conversations we have you have with the people who are shaping uh, the No Code movement, and uh, hopefully get to talk again further down the line. Thank you, and have a great day. Thanks, man. You too. Mm-hmm.